This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Zanatari. She's a good aligned Kalishtar war priest. I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for 75 years. I'm Kevin. I, I, I kind of have my own personal quest, I guess, uh, just to become a protector of people. And I'm Tinzian. Shall we start this over again? Some of the beauties of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. And I'm Tinzian. And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, October 25th, and this is episode 78 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Great Area Podcast. We have special guests with us playing NPCs, Sabre and Krugor. You will hear throughout the episode. And I'm going to turn it over to Dungeon Master. You are a go. Thank you all for joining us, whether you have downloaded the podcast or joining us in the live stream tonight on our special recording night uh, due to last week's uh, debacle with Skype. Um, I'd like to make it clear, which I didn't do in the last episode, uh, is that Mithrin's player in real life uh, needs to um, step aside for a while to accommodate uh, some things that have changed in his schedule and so forth. He is still considered a member of the cast, uh, Emiratus, or however you want to say that. And the actions from the last episode were to put Mithrin into a sense of uh, suspended animation as far as play goes. We can pick him up later should Mithrin decide to uh, get involved again or try to become involved, etc., etc., etc. But I didn't feel, and uh, Xanatari agreed as well, that uh, killing Mithrin off would serve any purpose, and it would also cause some paradoxes to the story. So to uh, Mithrin's player, we salute you, and we thank you for your time. And uh, last episode, uh, which was 77, I'm just going to arbitrarily declare as the start of Season 3 for Death to Four Dishonor, because, well, we seem to, whenever we lose people, suddenly declare a new season, so... Why underrail the train when it's already going down the cliff? In the last episode, Sanitari and Thorn encountered a giant demon. It was familiar to them. Uh, it totally hosed them and showed them, uh, at least to Xanatari, the apparent dispatch of uh, Mithrin to parts unknown, fate unknown, perhaps death. Call it whatever you will. The demon was able to escape. And there was perhaps an encounter with future Thorn, who was chasing after said demon and or Mithrin. Following a deep philosophical debate down in the tunnels below the portal, Cesar came to light and encountered Krugor. Does not know his name yet, but uh, those two are down there. I'm going to let Cesar and Krugor pick up for just a moment, and then I will go back up to Xanatari and Thorn. Cesar, do you have anything to add where you want to pick up from the um, the last episode? 
actually thought it ended kind of in terms of usefulness, right about okay. where it should have for on his end, unless Krugor has something more to deliver. Krugor, anything from you and or your minions? Uh, nothing more at the moment, no. Okay. Zenitari, let's start with you this time. Okay. You uh, tackled Thorn. You both are at the edge of the pit looking down. And, um, you know, actually, I think I'm going to retcon myself. Uh, you guys are looking down, but I'm going to let um, uh, Sabre uh, speak up for a moment because this may help you two along. So, Sabre, uh, welcome to D4. It's your turn in the hot seat. Why, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, while you all are recovering, um, there's movement out of the corner of your eye as a form is kind of skirting around the edge of the pit. And it's almost like it's a mirage where you can see movement. There's, there's something not right about what you're seeing, but you can't exactly tell what it is. And as it kind of comes around, it ducks into the stairs and disappears from view. I'd like to react and uh, roll a perception check. Um, given that my new form will have some sort of enhanced ability to perceive things, that, and I'm just really good at perceiving things. Does your new form have like glasses to... on? And an ear <laughs> on. <laughs> and... I would like to just just note that um, on the side, I forgot to mention this in the previous time, both uh, Sabre and Krugor have done a tremendous amount of work ahead of these episodes with both their characters and their other stuff, so their time is appreciated. Okay. Thank you, Dungeon Master. Right. Um, I'm going to perceive and see whether I can catch his scent as he skirts the edge of the 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 hole um and disappears down the stairs or format date got my dice on the ground do it again that will be a you have to play it where it lands don't you know that i on carpet it landed on a corner i i roll a point instant so wormhole I, the instant wor- <laughs> We all evaporate. That's the end of day de- four, I'm afraid. <laughs> if, somebody, if, somebody, if somebody rolls a one, we're all doing sobriety checks. Uh, we're going to walk lines on graph paper. Oops. <laughs> did you say yes? Did I? I don't know. Maybe. Cesar did. All right. Um, perceiving stuff. Let's go. Ah, you jinxed me, you son of a bitch. <clears throat> yeah, you know what that means. Oh, okay. Uh, describe your critical fail, then. Um, presumably, given the fact that I've just crushed by Zanatari, um, I would say that I've probably copped a armored knee to the nose and can smell nothing but my own blood and possibly <laughs> spit out a couple of teeth. Um, don't blame me for your lack of perception. <laughs> don't, blame, don't blame me for just jumping on me and crushing my face with your armored body. Thank you very much. Everybody was, was expecting to ha- it to happen sooner or later. You could sense the tension. <laughs> I've always dreamed of crushing you with layers of metal. Be, you know, she 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 likes you. She didn't wear the spike knee pads today. <laughs> Thank God. Would have lost an eye as well. Um, That's possible. So, you did roll a one. 
really thinking about that too hard. What? Okay. <laughs> Just Let's... carry on, trust Thank... me. Alright, okay. Xenatari, um, Bert has, uh, I'm presuming you've picked up Bert and sort of set Bert alight. Uh, Bert seems to be trying to ping itself um, in terms of its location. It seems to be trying to fix on something down at the bottom of the pit, or that is heading down towards the bottom of the pit. Okay. Um, you realize Thorne's kind of knocked uh, silly at the moment. Um, is there anything that you would like to do in terms of a roll, or are you just kind of pissed off and going to go storming down the stairs? What would you like? Well, I was going to have a touching moment with Thorne where I realized the fact that we almost died, but now <laughs> I'm going to toss Bert up in the air so he can continue to hover around my head like he does. In okay. And I will roll perception. me! Put on fully armored and crush me. How is I saved you from leaping into an unknown maw of death and potentially crush my ribcage. Maw of death, if slightly injured ribcage. If I'm not going to die from being like sucked into a portal to nowhere, I might as well just die from. You and I both know that the second you leaped off of that edge, the portal would have disappeared and you would have crunched your face. You know that. At it's happened before. Yeah, and I survived. Because like you have this. safe fall. That's the only reason you ever survive. <laughs> so, hey, hey, Krugor. So let's this way. Krugor, since since you are yes. technically the potential enemy for for this encounter, um, w- would you roll um two d eight, please? Okay. <clears throat> I assume this eight. is to me taking to me. Okay. And uh, just just because not only have you you know had your senses impaired, you've you've now been scorned from your your touching moment from Xanatari, but you've also taken eight points of damage. Oh, okay. No, not you. Uh, Thorn does. Thorn. <laughs> I hope you're happy. I thought I could only only eight hurt people from that far away. Jeez, if I'd fallen down the pit, I would have taken no damage. But no, you had to jump on me. From now on, I will just stand back and let you fall to your death. Love you too, honey. All right. So being very rough in my standing up with my metal shoes, I will roll my perception to see if I can notice anything about the figure that we glanced at. Ah, 21. Okay. Uh... Sabri, what what would she see with a with a twenty one? Um, with a twenty one, there's a figure as you see it move. It's not very big. It's small. You may guess it's anywhere from four foot eight, five foot four, somewhere in that neighborhood. Small frame, and it just kind of blends, but it ripples as it goes, like it's trying to almost like a chameleon against the wall that kind of shifts and changes as the rock changes around it. And then it kind of pops around a ledge and you lose sight from it. Okay. I would uh, gesture to Bert to go closer and see if he can chase it down so that maybe he can get like a shadow from it and see it a little bit clearer what it is. Um, 
you're at quite a range um, right now because this thing's down at the bottom of the pit. You're uh, at the top of the pit. Um, but it does seem that with your perception roll and everything, Bert has got a pretty good lock on at least a rough area as to what, what Sabre's saying. Okay. Bert seems to be tracking reasonably well, or you believe reasonably well. Then I would go down the stairs, follow it. Okay. Um, armed, storming down the stairs, quiet, well, shouting. Well, knows we're here. I would go quickly. That'll cry, what? No, <laughs> no, I'm not aggressive. I'm just going to go after it quickly okay. um, and just kind of follow Bert, let him take the lead and, and just follow him quickly down the stairs, not glancing aggressive. back at Thorne a single time. Okay. <laughs> Cesar, um, mm-hmm. you, from your distance, uh, your ears, having been used to the din of the forges within slave pits and so forth, uh, can clearly make out that there is a scene of a large scuffle above. Something is shouting that it can fix things, and kind of sounds like Thorn just a bit, you know, maybe off on a kind of a rough coughing day. Mm. Um, maybe too many smokes type thing. But um, And then there's... Well, it sounds like there's some sort of movement out there. Through the uh, opening where I see the natural light? Yeah. Okay. S- sounds like uh, you may have left enough of a trail there after all. Will you stop helping our enemies? <laughs> Krugor, um, did you did, did did your character leave or any of your gang leave anything overtly out there, or is this kind of news to you? No, it is kind of news to me, and then I found out that one of the guys left the trail of Skittles. Okay, because <laughs> because because right because right now it's you know less like the Joker and and more like the Riddler at the uh, at the okay growl for your um. Your guys, if they're leaving Skittles around, you, do you wish to make an example of a potential Skittle man? A random Skittle? <laughs> Taste the rainbow, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I will save that till later. Okay. Very good. Um, okay, Xanatari, you make a quick and determined uh, downward progress. Thorn? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, how's it going? <clears throat> Pasta. Scorned. Scorned. Ruined. You mean how? I face beaten in. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. 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 Could have been worse. You didn't say, touch him, mister, everything's fine. Could have been worse. Well, yep. given the fact that he jumped on my back and not my front. You know, she, she just kind of, you know, she's leaving, she's taking the weapons... You know, you're going to have to give up 50% of the pelts. Yeah, you know, you, 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 you may not get visitation rights to Bert. You know, you, are, are, you, are you just going to lay there and, uh, you know, be the whimpering dog of... Of course I'm not. I'm going to get up. I'm going to spit out the tooth that, that you managed to fracture. Okay. <clears throat> but, uh... You know, you, know, you know that in some cultures, if you wear that around your neck on a chain, it brings good luck? Really? Yeah. Well, in that case, I'm going to pick it up and pick up my own tooth and put it on the, on a. I'll put it in my pocket for the moment. I'll I'll fix it up later. Okay. But, um. All right. I I pick myself up and I I say a few words in Thornish. 
um, which we all know that I invented. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this, this time, though, it doesn't uh, spring calamity in another uh, 20-year campaign. No, That's... it just... The, the earth kind of semi-rumbles with the words. Okay. Um, <laughs> about three buildings have just collapsed. Okay. Um, so, sort of dust myself off. Um, probably, you know, snort and clear the blood out of my nose from the critical failure. Uh, uh, well, you know, I'm not going to walk around with a bloody nose the entire time. Um, Dentary, how would you know? You you got your back to him. You're 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 power walking. You. I'm got sure everyone can hear him hawk up blood and spit it on the floor. What would you do if you got whacked in the face with a with a with a plated armor knee, and you have a bloody face? <laughs> would you not just? I'm just going. Oh, no, I look pretty attractive with a bloody face. <laughs> I would and, use would you my clear? my holy healing aspects, fix myself, <laughs> and dust my hands up. Show off. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that. I don't have that capability. I don't have some sort of wild healing ability. If only you knew so, someone who you could be nice to, uh, who have possibly had that ability. Only you had like the healing wind. Only the second the second wind ability. Anything involving wind and thorn, we're gonna go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> that's that's cruel. That's that's really cruel. Thorn. Um. You, you, I will, I will. you follow you follow in the footsteps of Xanatari. Continue. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I guess um, in this case, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hock up the blood. I'm not going to apologize. I didn't do anything wrong. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm not. I won't say anything either. I won't. I won't provoke the sleeping beast and get. Uh, sword to the face. Um, I, I will just follow quietly um, and attempt to try and pick up the scent of mystery figure. Hopefully, with the fact that I've had my nose broken and then cleared out, I should be able to smell better. But it's not a critical one. Hmm, better. That one would be a uh, 20... 23? Okay. Well, let's just see where uh let's just say that you are at that entro point that you were looking at, uh Sabre. Uh Sanitari's pretty much getting down to the bottom of the stairs really quick. Just gonna head discover that there is the crack in the wall and, and uh Thorn has pretty much gained scent of at least where Xanatari is going. Um, just before you get there, a light, melodic voice starts coming uh, from further down the tunnel. And then there's another tone that seems to kind of rise and fall with the voice. And then all of a sudden there are screams, the sound of metal upon metal, and then a couple flashes, and then as quickly as it starts, it stops. How far away would we estimate this is from where we are? I don't know, Dungeon Master. How far away are they? Well, um, there's probably, as you go into the tunnel, probably within five feet on the inside, five, ten feet on the inside, uh, there is a um, two person minion group 
that is kind of uh, hanging out there. The rest of the group is further inside. And the screams we're hearing are from these two minions in front of us? That's what we see this happening, or something happening to them? Something is happening to them. Do you want them to see this? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. So this let me know when they uh, come around the corner and can see me. Okay. Uh, Krugor, two two of your guards have, uh, you'll, you'll hear them expire in short order, but uh, let's handle the introductions here first, and then we will move on to uh, your counteraction, okay? Okay. Uh, Sabre. Yes. Okay. They are in position where they would see you. Okay. Um, as you come around the corner, there is a figure uh, bent over two very dead figures, wiping a glowing silver blade off the cloak of one of these fallen figures that are on the ground. And it almost before you can really see what happens, the sword goes into this pattern and then back into the scabbard. It's almost so quick you can't almost follow it. And then the figure stands and turns around to face you and puts its arms out to the side with its hands up. And... What you see in front of you is a small uh, female figure, about five foot four, medium build, um, kind of lightish tan skin, uh, golden. Almost, you you look at it and then it shifts a little bit. It it almost looks metallic, like it's metal wire instead of actual hair, but it. As you blink, it turns back into normal hair. And it's wearing a suit of armor that's, its you can tell it's leather from where you're standing, but it seems to be made of panels of blue and silver pieces that all kind of weave together uh, that kind of hang down low. Um, her hair kind of comes together in a tail at the back, and there seems to be some kind of marking that runs kind of up her neck, and then covers just below the point of her eye. Um, it's almost a metallic silver look. And she looks at you, and again, the same uh, melodic uh, voice comes out, which, of course, my voice sounds nothing like this, so use your imagination. <laughs> uh, says, peace and be at ease. I mean you no ill will. My name is Sabreanaya Estalian. You can call me Sabray. I'm an agent of the Eladrin High Council, and it's been a long road from the High Forest to Winter Haven to here. Right. Give me your money and I want you. <laughs> I'm enchanted to have found a reasonable person, Sabre, and <laughs> we thank you for taking care of these pesky drow. Um... I, I must apologize. I arrived much too late, unfortunately, to intervene when they took your friend. Um, <clears throat> um, I uh, think we're forgetting here that I'm not being paid. <laughs> I would question and, and ask, do you, know, do you know anything about what that creature was and where our friend has gone? 
unfortunately, such things are beyond my knowledge. I, I wish I could give you what you seek, but alas, it's uh, not within my ability. But there may I be a time we can you. find that information. For us. <laughs> we are seeking our friend who has been who is somewhere around this area, and I'm concerned about him because I see there are drow about, and perhaps he's met with some sort of bad end. Have you seen mm -hmm. an old man with lots of Be careful. bits attached to him? <laughs> um, <laughs> one important one? <laughs> yes, your, uh, your friend Cesar, I believe, is who you're seeking, and uh, he is the one I have followed down with the group that took him. They are just through this entrance and she points and waves back towards uh, the cavern or the passageway below. You seek the old one. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not one of those ladies of the night that seem to have grown attached to Cesar, are you? Yeah. Do you actually say that? He would yes. actually. Yeah. He... She'll, she'll turn around and look at you and kind of cock her head and arch a kind of feathery eyebrow and go, no, but um, there were several, they called themselves honeys. <laughs> Back in Winterhaven. <laughs> the description of what they told me and what I witnessed back above, I do believe I'm going to have to spend quite a lot of time at Temple. Um, with prayer and meditation <laughs> to to get these images out of my head, but nevertheless, I um, did. You know, you did. You did stop off at the local bank for a large series of ones, just in case. No. She uh, she says no, but they uh, they do have your friend, and unfortunately, these were an ambush party waiting for you. Who's um, who's they? The honeys. The honeys have got Cesar. Oh, I knew it. I knew. What? Regard <laughs> dramatic interruption whenever you want. <laughs> you seek the old one? We hear him through the door? No, down the passage. Oh, okay. Or have you moved up closer? Show yourself and give me the money. <laughs> it's just a passage with you guys in front, and then there's no door separating where Cesar is. He's just in a corridor. He's not in like a yeah, room there, or there, anything. There's, there's pretty much there's the light that kind of filters into this little crack for about five, ten feet. Okay. And it's pitch black down wherever it is. There's like patches of light bioluminescent color further down. Okay. But the two that were dispatched, you can see now. I don't know if Krugor has moved up since then with some of his group or he's stolen back shouting now to the party in the front. So Krugor gives some spatial awareness here. And well, I guess I'm, I was going to ask you, how big of an area am I standing in here? Mm, you're kind of in a reasonably sized cave at your present point. If you went further down, you'd probably get about two, three abreast in the tunnel. Okay. Well, I'm still in the, towards the back of the cave with Cesar. Okay. All right, so you just screamed out. <laughs> you, he, did you... he just ruined his aluminum surprise by screaming out, Are you seeking the old one? You seek the old one. I would use my group mind link and see if I could determine that Cesar was back there with that voice. Uh, what is the mind link range? It just says all allies can communicate telepathically. It's not giving me a range, but I would guess it's within a couple squares. Uh, within five. Telepathy five. Two way communication within five. 
25. Mm, he's a bit back from there, but just for the sake of story, sure. Okay. Then we Get out of my head! I'm back here! <laughs> Get down here! <laughs> I would stride forward and say, yes, give him to us. There's a the honeypot is lonely. Any money. <laughs> That's what they said about where the ladies would gather at a special house called the honeypot. That's what the chat says, by the way. That the, <laughs> Cesar has his own area called the honeypot. <laughs> Cesar, are you being held captive by the ladies from Winterhaven? <laughs> Thorn, you're not dead! Get down here! I will as soon as they pay me the money that I am seeking to look for you. Did you have you met this Eldrin Shoe, by the way? <laughs> okay. I'm, We're having a conversation. I'm, I'm going toward them and I have Bert, so the light's coming with me. Ah, <sighs> fine, okay, I follow. Krugor, um Basically there is a bright white light starting to come down the passage at speed with fierce determination that could only herald either A a cleric, B a woman, or C. <laughs> Both D, you're effed because it's all the above and is pissed. <sighs> I don't intend to save you, by the way. You're right here. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out how close how close she is to me. Is she within is she gonna be within ten squares? Mm. Yes. Already okay. is. Um Sabre, you just kind of got shoulder to the side, apparently, and uh, I just assumed no, that no, she would no, no. do what she's what gonna I'm do. going to do. Mm -hmm. Given that okay. she has this golden golden skin, um, <sighs> I'm going to assume that she's worth a value, and I'm going to pick her up and put her underneath my arm. Wait a minute! I'll, I'll call like, back over my shoulder. Golden, <laughs> golden woman, Thorn. I will tell you what the black market. Thorn, are are, are you yeah. are you seriously going to do that in character? Because he thinks she's an Oscar? Is that what we're after? If I could get the money for it, I <laughs> You're actually going to try to grab her, huh? Oh, that ought to be good. Yep. Oh, boy. Krugor, resolve whatever you were going to be. All right. As I see this as I see this light moving down the hallway towards me, I will cast a lightning bolt. Okay. It is uh, an INT versus reflex. Okay, who are you casting it at? Uh, I'm casting it directly at the light. Okay. Let's roll let's roll see. your d20 and so forth, to, or whatever it requires to hit. And, uh, that would be, I roll the 20, it's not a natural, it's a 15 plus my INT. I have 17 reflex, so it would hit. Okay. So do you do you do anything dramatic uh, in the darkness that none of us would see? But you would do any sort of way that you want to oh, create this lightning. I have plus five resist lightning because I'm a storm god. <laughs> That'll just reduce your damage. Yes. So go ahead and roll. Yep. Sweet. So storm. God. I I am afraid. I am afraid no damn. Storm god, damn old time. Is there any particular way that you're going to have this blast come out of the tunnel at her, or is it just Zot and have a nice day? Just Zot, have a nice day. Okay. It's, it's uh, 15 and half damage would be 7. Okay. 
Zentari, someone has just attempted to interrogate you with your own methods. Oh, oh no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. So, you, you have, is, is it a DR or a save that you have? So, you have seven points. So, okay, good. Never mind. Never mind. No, seven seven points. points. So, are, are we, uh, are we going to be rolling for initiative here? It's a good point. DM usually just tells us what to do. We never have rolled for initiative. He just tells you. Yeah, well, you no, used to no. roll for initiative back in the day. I, I, I used was, to. I was just trying to back see Back in the day when we had other people and I can't see Krugor had anything else to do for his, uh, his thing for descriptions and stuff, but he's had his surprise. Uh, Zanatari, you have just been um, zotted, and now we shall roll a proper um, initiative amongst the Oh, there's yes. Why are we going back to this? I don't know. Thirteen. Oh, yeah. Need me to roll too. Oh, wait, I gotta look at my modifier. Hey, <laughs> wow. Hey, Cesar. Seventeen. Yes. If 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 you want to work on trying to get free or get one of the mechanical doohickey whatever things out, you know, you're you're at liberty to roll initiative as well. Um, I roll a twenty-one. Twenty-seven. My initiative. Krugor, what did you get? A 16. Okay. Cesar? 24. Okay. And then Atari, you got that. So now I expect you all to have memorized your numbers and the order because I am mm-hmm. just blasted out with this flu. That, oh, uh, that. What was everyone's numbers again? So Zanatari, you were... 17. There were two 16s and a 24. So you were 24. Uh, Sabre, you were 27. 27. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's nice. Krugor, you were... 16. 16, and I, Thorn, the magical god of nothing, uh, rolled a 20... What was it? It was a 12 plus 9. <clears throat> a 21. So, uh, the order is says, uh, Sabre, followed by Cesar, followed by myself, followed by Zanatari, followed by Krugor. Sabre, go. Sabre can kick you in the ass for picking her up. Just because we've only got 25 minutes before the hard stop due to schedules for the evening, so. Okay. Um, Sabre will, uh, can I get a clear vision on where that lightning bolt came out? Um, Came from, I should say. Yep. Okay. Um, Her, she will draw her sword and then... Uh, I'm using my daily power blur, which uh, I am cloaking myself in a shimmering aura, making my outline almost impossible to discern. The effect is until the end of the encounter, you gain a plus two power bonus to all defenses and you are invisible to enemies five squares or more away from you. Awesome in pitch blackness. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and then I will use uh, my next daily power. <laughs> Which is a minor action. That was a, uh, the, I'm sorry. The blur was a minor. Oops. All right. I can't do that. Well, I will start heading towards the, uh, lightning bolt. Okay. Uh, and at what speed? Uh, move is six. Okay. You would probably be able to get there, um, at the end of a, at the end of a turn. So next okay. turn, you be there. Okay. Next, please. Cesar. Cesar. Um, Cesar, seeing that, you know, 
the drow are at an advantage since they're standing in darkness. He will try to stealthily, again, pull out the, uh, the sunrod and activate it. Um, roll a stealth check. Uh, ten. Sure, they're distracted now. Alright, I pull out a sunrod and crack it. Okay, um, <clears throat> Krugor. Yes. Around you and your crew of six drow. Uh, the cavern is flooded with, uh, what could best be described as natural daylight. Okay. Or at, um, a negative two, uh, for your hit rolls and other saves due to the sudden blindness causing effects of going from dark to light. Okay. Damn it, Cesar, you've just ruined my plan. You know I work best in darkness. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I guess. So, is that it, Cesar? Uh, yeah. Or can I, can I, can I now have to work around your brightening of this cavern? Alright. I'm gonna do a few things. First things first, I'm gonna stealth. Um, this is a a cave after all, there's probably crap to hide behind. So, I'm going to roll to conceal myself. Right. It'll be a 22. So from there, I am then going to uh, fire off a spell uh, or a shot uh, called... Um, let's go Biting Swarm, shall we? So I'm going to dispatch um, one of the uh, drow that's next to uh, Krugel, that's closest to him. So probably I've moved around to the left-hand side. So the one... Uh, Leftmost to Krugel with okay. this uh, attack. I will roll on the table. Not very well. A 16 versus AC. Hit. Hit. I am doing. <sighs> Balls. Uh, that'll be 16 points of damage. Uh, your swarm literally eats it to the bone. <laughs> In short order. So, yes, face. dead. Bugs to the face. Boom. Done. Okay. Um, next, please. Zanatari. My turn. Okay. I am going to use my daily standard prize curse. I'm going to turn to Krugor, and I'm going to gesture and curse him with divine power. This curse will cause him to lash out at his allies when they come too close. Any enemy that ends its turn adjacent to the target takes 10 damage. This effect will last throughout the encounter. And I have to roll to do it, so let's see if I can. And who are you centering that on? I am centering it on Krugor. Okay. 23. Does it hit? Versus? Uh, versus AC. I have a 23 AC. Okay, so okay. what happens? Uh, let's go for a hit. Okay. So. It should it should probably actually bounce off you. No, it hits. But we'll go for the hit. So it goes to the runner. Okay. Go for the hit. 17 damage. And then you will attack everything around you. Uh, the it will get 10 damage if it ends its turn adjacent to you, all of your allies. Okay. Um, 10 damage. Main. 10 damage then uh, to Krugor. I would like to do a minor too before you end. You can talk. But. Okay, go ahead and do your minor. 
I would like to... Uh, who's closest to Kruger right now? Is it Sebre or is it Thorn? I would have to say probably Thorn, since he just took out one of the one of my uh, minions that's surrounding me. Okay. Um, I'm going to give a Storm Surge to Thorn. The next time he makes a damage roll for a melee weapon attack, he will deal for extra lightning damage. Okay. Xanatari, obviously, and as an extension of her deity's will, did not like being reverse-sodded, and has blasted away all but one of your henchmen, Krugor. In a spectacular show of F you right back, <laughs> please return the casserole dish when you are done. Who next? Let's recycle back to Dave. Fickle. Okay, um... Sorry, what was the full effect of that spell, Xanatari? The- any any enemy that ends its turn adjacent to you takes 10 damage. It will last until the end of the encounter, as well as I think you got 10 damage from the attack. Yep. Okay. 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 I, thought, I thought there was something in there that I, that I attack one of my own or you, something. You will also attack. It says it causes the creature to lash out at its allies when they come too close, which I assume is, is just the short way of saying that they'll get 10 damage if they are yep. adjacent to you. Okay. All right. Wait. No problem. Um, alright, um, well, since I have Thorn almost all up in my grill. <laughs> Unfortunately, you don't even realize that I'm an archer. So I've stealthed around and I've fired from cover, as per my feet. Alright, well, as my minor action, I will be casting Dark Fire, which is uh, INT versus Reflex. And it's a range of 10 squares from me. Basically, I'm in the center, 10 squares around. Mm-hmm. That would be a 21. And until, until the end of my next turn, all it, um, I don't know, is that a hit? Yeah, it, well, against my reflex, it will be, yes. Yes, okay. Uh, until the end of my next turn, all attacks against the target have combat advantage, and the target cannot benefit from invisibility or concealment. Right. I'm not going to like that. <laughs> okay, and you said that was a minor? That is a minor. Okay. Do you wish to do a sergeant major? Uh, oh, that's so bad. <laughs> and as my standard... Oh, I had it. Now what did I do with it? Sorry, I got all confused because I got hit. <laughs> I got hit hard, and I didn't like that. Uh, for my standard action, I will be casting a fireball. Burst three within 20 squares. It is, uh, let's see. Okay, and who are you centering the fireball on? Uh, I will center the fireball uh, basically right in the middle of the room. Where you're in? Yes. <laughs> so you will be within range of your own fireball. Yeah, much. <laughs> He's okay. committing sepicu. He's killing all of us with him. Fire if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. Okay, uh, so he's going jihadist on all of you. Okay, and that's also that's that is uh that's fifteen twenty two versus reflex. For everyone against right? uh, everyone within twenty squares. I have an immediate interrupt I'd like to throw down if I may. Okay, what's your immediate interrupt? I'm going to use like Radiant Armor. Myself and any ally within fa- five squares of me that's taking damage, 
is blocked by a suit of shimmering radiant armor that fades as quickly as it appears. Okay. Damage dealt to the target is reduced to zero. Any other effects still apply, but all damage dealt to the target is reduced to zero. Does not specify. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Go ahead, roll your saves. And then we'll have you go and do your, your interrupts just so that... Okay, 10 or above plus your modifier, so I have 12. Okay. Yep. And then plus, yeah, okay. Uh, Cesar, since you're kind of laying on the ground. Uh, it was versus Reflex. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hits, right? 22. Okay. I have it, a 21. It... Okay. Uh, Sabri? Of all the things to waste a natural 20 on. Oh. Well, we'll get back to you in a moment. Thorn, did you uh, make your save? I'm doing so now. 15. Okay. So, uh, just to put Sabre on the spot here, uh, Xanatari, mm-hmm. you see this spell go off. Um, huge giant fireball. Mm-hmm. You light your armor off. Okay. Sabre. Is everyone within five squares of me? Because that will only affect them if they're within five squares. Well, Sabre isn't, but Sabre rolled a a natural 20, so I want to hear in epic detail, as does all of podcast land, (laughs) how you managed to avoid damage from a fireball without magical intervention. Go. You have a few minutes before we need to end this thing. Okay. (laughs) No pressure. Um... It's got to be in D4 quality. As in D4 quality. Oh, no pressure. Um, (laughs) As uh, stop, drop, roll, dick, roll. As she's striding forward, she she sees Krugor casting, and she recognizes exactly what he's doing. And her sword comes up, and the song comes to her lips. And as the spell hurtles towards her and the detonation wave comes, there is this blur of silver light and blade along with song. And it almost seems like the blade itself has a tone as it goes through the air. And the fire is just almost sliced into nothingness as it washes over her. And she just keeps on walking right through it. Okay, so you have done the classic anime, the blast goes to either side. Okay, very good. Krugor, did you did you make your own save on your damage there? Or did the vest work as advertised? Uh, no, I missed. Okay, and, and how much damage did you take? Uh, 21. Okay. Uh, very nice. Um... I think that we now go to the next combat round because I believe that you are still alive. Uh, you don't need to give details beyond a yes/no there, Krugor. You're still alive, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, Sabre, you mm-hmm. have just um, impressed a couple of Japanese teenagers <laughs> and perhaps all of America's uh, viewing audience. Launch uh-huh. into your attack, sir. Ah. Uh, quick, quick, quick. Uh question though did everybody make their save on that except for yes. sabre but uh that was a natural 20 okay so well yes, you still take, still it's still half damage so it's still 10 
Okay. 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 So. Sabri okay. takes ten. Everybody else, y'all got the uh, the magical armor going on. It just it, it'll fade immediately. It'll appear with its silver note since we're gonna be like a sabre and then just fade. So it won't help us next time, but it's there next. Hey Cesar, though, by the way, for your next round, hmm? you, you you'll have noticed that uh, Krugor did not use um, self emoliating uh, proof um, ropes, and uh, your hands are free. Woo! Yeah. Um. So I'm within uh, melee range now. Yep. I take it. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, again, walking through that uh, very impressive display of swordsmanship, if I do say so myself, uh, <laughs> continues on, and the blade comes flashing back through the air. And how's a 29 versus AC? That would definitely be a hit. Okay. That is 1d8 damage, plus 5. Frel. Okay, so <laughs> this is before you can um, six points of damage, but as the blade scours across you, her free hand comes up and using one of her abilities. It's called the punch. <laughs> no. Her, as her other hand, her free hand comes up, it begins to glow, and as it gets into your face a giant flash of light occurs as a dazzling sunray blasts into your face. Be healed, my son! Yes. Be healed! It's the rainbow convergence. I said a lot. Be dead. Can uh, I get a witness? Uh, <laughs> five radiant damage, and you have another minus two penalty to hit until the end of your next turn. Still standing? Oh, yeah. Cesar. Right. Uh, Cesar immediately takes uh, action as his uh, hands are free. Uh, he uh, pulls out his crossbow and slaps in a dark black uh, bolt into it from one of his pouches. He only has uh, one of these in there, uh, which means it's a daily power. Uh, and he fires it at the feet of Krugor. Uh, this is uh, versus reflex. Let's see. 26 versus reflex. Yeah. It uh, is basically a vial of uh, black powder uh, that as it strikes it, it explodes and uh, catches the the hem of his what, or I don't know what he's wearing but I'm assuming something of him is uh, slightly on fire from the fireball it catches that and immediately flares into a huge explosion. Oh, uh, my beautiful wickedness, I'm melting, With a loud bang and a huge blast of flame, it deals a bunch of fire damage. Let me give you that here. Uh, let's see. 16 fire damage. Uh, ongoing 5 fire damage saves ends, so at the beginning of your turn, you'll take 5 damage, and you have the chance at the end of your turn to save. And uh, it also has the effect, I believe, Sa Sabre, are you adjacent to him? Is that correct? Uh, yes. You get to take a melee basic attack against him, seeing as the explosion distracts him. Uh, and uh, you get a plus three bonus to your attack roll. Oh, really? You do. Okay. Do I take that now? I take it? 
Yeah, right now. Okay. Just a melee basic. Well, seeing the opportunity that uh, Scissor has created, the blade comes back around the opposite direction. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure a 34 will hit. <laughs> uh, and you take... Oh, yeah. Uh, 13 points of damage. Oh, what a world, what a world, what a world. <laughs> And with that final strike, Krugor slumps dead in the back of the oh. cave. Does, does Krugor have any uh, contingency spells active, you know, that upon his expiration go off or anything like that? No. Okay. Uh, no, he was pretty much reeling from the last two from the last two attacks. Okay. Well, for I can action if I could, just real quick. Yep. Uh, I'd like to uh, jump over. Uh, Using my speed of eight, and I use a quick heal roll to bring him back. No, to you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, That's I good do. Idea. Guess what? I roll a twenty-nine to Frugor. bring him back to consciousness. Frugor, have you have you taken more than ten points of damage below your minimum? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Uh, as the last vestiges of uh, your life are bleeding away. Apparently, Thorn finds that he uh, can interact like a interact with you like a Holland Dyke in Holland, and uh, six oh, finger and finds a nerve and kicks thing. you back up into uh, a semblance of consciousness. He's um, gonna kill and then you my again. Fin- uh, uh, my final action is um, I yell to Cesar. Do you have any rope remaining on you at all in one of those pouches of yours? Are you kidding? Of course I do. He pulls out two different kinds. Uh, one is like a... No. One not is silk. And one is <laughs> basically, one's, one's... Yeah, one's silk, one's hempen, and I also pull out a, a pair of uh, a padded handcuffs. Fuzzy. Um, fuzzy. Yeah. I would say fuzzy, yes. Just, just give me the hemp rope, please. There you go. Uh, so I catch the rope, and I, t- I bind... Krugor, um, both his hands behind his back and his feet, sort of like a hog tie. Un- so, un- unfortunately, Thorn, um, you're a bit rough, and it actually winds up re-killing Krugor in the <laughs> <laughs> his neck. Hold, hold on, I need to heal him again. Krugor <laughs> and Sabre, we appreciate you being on for these past two episodes, and with that, Xanatari, with all expeditiousness, get us the hell out of here. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can find out more at DeathD4Dishonor.com, subscribe on iTunes, and find us on Twitter at DeathD4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast. I'm found advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at Genesee.com or SignalsMedia.com. Join Donate. us for our worldwide adventure. What? Donate. Oh, yes. And you can go to Genesee.com right. and click the happy, beautiful buttons to donate yes, to the show. Press your, press, press your button. Press your shiny <laughs> button. All right. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really?